May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, Those who want to become my followers must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. I was in, Jesus said to Peter, Set your mind not on human things, but on divine things. There is a worship song from the 80s or 90s. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it, when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. That brings us back to the heart of this gospel passage. When all is stripped away, it's Jesus that we are following. On the other hand, I'm maybe not the only person here who has a habit of getting preoccupied, distracted with what's going on and go off on one tangent or another. Am I the only one? No. no. Suspected as much. You know, we, we think, well, what is important? What do I need to concentrate on? We sort of know, on the other hand, everything else is going on in our lives, isn't it? And then we can't see the wood for the trees. There's something we need to concentrate on and there's all this other stuff in the way. And then it all gets a bit too much. And well, I, anyway, end up getting obsessed with different things. Anything other than what I need to do. It may be that I need another cup of tea. That's my default thing. If everything's gone wrong, or I don't want to think about it, I'll have another cup of tea. Someone else I know, if he doesn't want to face anything, it's just either go quiet or just, no, no, no. The response, no, I don't want to think about it. I'm not going to embrace it at all. Definitely not going to talk about it to others to try to work out what's going on. But we all react in different ways, don't we? If there's something we don't want to think about, we just go somewhere else. In the prayer book, there is the litany prayed on Ash Wednesday and during Lent. From all evil and mischief, from pride, vain glory and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred and malice, and all uncharitableness, good Lord, deliver us. From sloth and idleness, from worldliness, greed and covetousness, from hardness of heart and contempt of thy word and commandment. Good Lord, deliver us. And so it goes on. Anyone else familiar with those words? We don't hear them so much as we did, but it's those reminders, those other things which take us away from God. Praying that God helps us to get away from them. Because let's be honest, we get distracted about 
the most ridiculous things sometimes, don't we? Or get distracted by the most ridiculous things. Anything but what we're meant to be doing. And especially if there's a change going on in life, then we definitely don't want to embrace it. We want to just think about anything else. For me, in my life, as many of you will know, I've had massive changes in the last couple of years or so. A new way of life, immigration, emigration, moving to a new country from Guernsey to Wales, coming into the church in Wales and how different that is to the Church of England, getting to know new people, getting a new relationship, all of that, massive changes, just, just personally. And then the ministry area, us getting used to a new way of being, a new way of relating to others in this church community as part of a district rather than a separate parish, relating to others in the ministry area, in the deaneries, in the diocese. The structures change. I came here to the diocese as one of the vicars in the ministry area, thinking that's good, I don't have to be in charge. I'd be one of the vicars. Father Stephen is the most wonderful ministry area leader. He can look over all those stuff. I don't need to worry about it. That went well, didn't it? I got downgraded to ministry area leader and then tried all the stresses and strains of that. You know, we like life and faith to be clean, perfect, predictable, safe, doing things we've always done, doing things the way we like, telling ourselves we're in control. I've been reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy recently, so I'm reminded that actually the mice are in control. But actually, God's in control. It's not us in control, but we convince ourselves we are. And then we try to go back to ways that we can convince ourselves we know what's going on and it's doing what we want. And then, when all this is challenged, and we're told, you know, you, you can't just go on like that. There's other things going on, you know. It all gets a bit tricky, and we see this in that exchange between Peter and Jesus. Jesus saying, this is what's going to happen. You know, I'm going to be crucified. And Peter calls him to one side and says, come on, shut up. Stop talking rubbish. And then Jesus calls Peter over and calls the others over as well. He said, listen to what Peter's been saying. Look, all of you want to hear this, want you to hear this. You've got to concentrate on divine things, not these human things. I'm calling you over so you can hear this rebuke as well. Stop getting distracted by all these other things and look at what I'm doing. Look at what God is doing. And do we set our eyes on human things or divine things sometimes? That's a question for us, especially when, when things get tricky. Because that's when we start failing to see the bigger picture. It's when we want to revert to the good old days, whatever they may be, whether that's with rose-tinted spectacles or what. We revert to ways, things which are comfortable, 
which are predictable. Old habits, old core beliefs. Maybe seeing people reverting to the behaviour they had in their childhood. Well, that's, that's comfortable and that's a safe place from the past, you know. For me, I've got a habit sometimes thinking it's all about me. And if someone's done something, well, I must have done something to upset them. Now, Evan's not talking to me. Well, what's going on there? I must have done something. What? Well, how can I beat myself up to try and make that better? Well, maybe they don't want me around there. Maybe I better stay out of the way then. No, it's just a teenager, you know. I think, is it all my fault? So often I have these core beliefs, I'm not worth it. And I'm to blame. Maybe I'm not the only one with like that. I was reflecting in a sermon last week that the, with wilderness, the most wilderness experience I've, I can remember recently was at last year at Alton Towers, surrounded by people, in a queue going up some steep stairs like that, people behind me, people in front of me. I was with three other people, and I've never felt so lonely. Do you know why? My core belief was they're talking to each other. They don't want to talk to me. I must have done something to upset them. Therefore, I'll just re regress into my own shell and not talk to anyone and feel incredibly lonely because it's all my fault. Madness. Are you setting your mind on human things or divine things? Get over yourself, Stuart. Should have been what I said, but I didn't. I just said, ooh. We revert back to something which is comfortable, something we've been told in the past. It's raining, you won't get wet, drips don't get wet. Sticks and stones will break my bones, names will never hurt me. When, it's when things get difficult, we, we can't step back and see a bigger picture, let alone discern what God might be doing. It's really hard to do that. We start focusing on these human things, these distractions. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. That's what we need to remind ourselves of. And then discern what things are drawing us away from following Jesus. What things are drawing us away from God? What things are drawing us away from the gospel? Away from being the people God has created us to be from the start. Because it happens to us all. We start focusing on these human things, not these divine things, these heavenly things. The Sunday before Lent, we heard Jesus was transfigured in the presence of the disciples. Last Sunday, we heard Jesus cast into the wilderness at the start of his ministry, tempted by the devil, and then suddenly thrown out into ministry when John was arrested. And now today, the cost, the reality of discipleship, what it means to follow Jesus, letting go of those other things which pull us away. Trying to look at what God wants, not what we quite fancy or what we're preoccupied by. When everything is changing around us, this is so difficult because 
We want certainty, don't we? We want to know where we are. We know what's going on. We want to know what's going on. We want to do what we've always done with the people we've always done it with. But we're on a journey. We see this throughout Lent. We're on a journey with Jesus, a journey to the cross, a journey to the resurrection, a journey to Pentecost. On a journey, every so often we get to a point and we think, which way do we go? Do we go this way or that way? If we've got sat-nav or there are road signs, it might be okay. But we have to ask, what does God want us to be? Where does God want us to go? How does God want us to serve him now? Not just what we might have liked doing in the past. Our journey into the ministry area has been hard. More than hard. I think we could all agree on that. Is it what we'd have wanted? Well, discuss. But that's where we are. We must trust that God is in this journey with us, guiding us, nurturing us, giving us strength, making things possible through God's strength that are not possible on our own. We must trust that God is drawing us into something new. And so we need to follow him into this new way of being. Denying, letting go of those things which pull us away from that. And trusting God as we move forward. And so in Lent, let us look afresh at our relationship with God. Not just think, well, I'll give something up for Lent so I can then make up for it having loads and loads of chocolate by the time I get to Easter Day. Because that's not what it's about. This denying ourselves during Lent is to change our relationship with God for the better, for good, not just a little bit of a break. If we're eating chocolate rather than praying all the time, maybe giving up chocolate so we can devote that time to prayer instead is a good idea. Yes, we can admit that. But we want to do things, change our lives, change our relationship with God, refresh our relationship with God in ways which are going to make a difference beyond Easter as we move on this journey forwards. What can we do to focus ourselves again on following Jesus, letting go of the things that prevent or slow that? When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.